Good morning, and welcome to our Good Friday service at Winkler Berchtaler Mennonite Church for April 2, 2021. We have a special uh, morning planned, a, a presentation of the uh, history of redemption and assembly of scriptures with audio and visual accompaniment. And then we also are going to be uh, moving towards communion, although not in our service. So pull up a chair and join us, won't you? And let's worship the Lord together. Good morning. Welcome to this Good Friday service. Our hope and prayer is that we will be blessed together. We will have a special presentation on the history of redemption this morning, and it's an audio-visual presentation that includes musical accompaniment by Heather Dirksen, a slideshow put together by Terence Claussen, and two readers, Myron Dirksen and Victor Engbrecht. 
The text is an assembly of Old and New Testament scriptures that tell the story of redemption beginning with creation. We hope that you will enjoy it. Good Friday, the start of a weekend that changes the world. As I read the various accounts of this day in the Gospels, Luke and John in particular, I saw a teacher, I read about a teacher, and I saw a teacher that lived out what he taught. I'm sure you've heard the question, what would Jesus do? Well, here in his worst day on earth, and here, here is how he responds to the situation around him. He knows it's going to be a tough day. So before the day begins, he spends time talking with the Father, calling on him for strength. And then the sun hasn't even come up, and he gives and he loves his enemies. He heals the servant's ear. And next, he turns the other cheek when he doesn't call on the power that is available to him. He forgives those that torture him and asks the Father to forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. In spite of all that's happening, he remembers his neighbor, the thief on the cross, and offers him salvation. He also remembers his mother and has her taken care of. He trusts his father when he cries out, into your hands, I commit my spirit. We can trust what he says. Jesus practices what he preaches. Join me and let's offer a prayer of thanksgiving. Father, we thank you for your love, a love that does whatever is necessary to free your children. Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that you love us just like it says in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Father, open our ears that we may listen and hear what you have to say today. Father, we thank you for the good news. We thank you for your gift. Father, help us to live like Jesus, who remembers his neighbors, even in a time of great personal need. Father, most of all, we thank you that you raised Jesus from the dead. You conquered death so that we could live forever with you in eternity. Father, bless our morning, and in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Heather will lead us in song, and then the presentation will follow. And after the presentation, we will have communion, but not online. Would you join us for singing, please, the song, Go to Dark Gethsemane. from 
waves away. Learn of Jesus Christ to for the next song, which is Tis Midnight and on Olive's Brow. God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, 
and the darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light, and God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, and birds, and animals, and creeping things. Therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Then the Lord said to the serpent, I will, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring, and he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward the heaven, and number the stars, if you are able to number them. 
Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. And Abraham became the father of Isaac. The sons of Isaac were Esau and Israel. Then the Lord brought Israel up from the land of Egypt and redeemed them from the house of slavery. But they did not keep God's covenant and refused to walk according to his law. They forgot his works and the wonders that he had shown them. When he killed them, they sought him. They repented and sought God earnestly. They remembered that God was their rock, the Most High God, their Redeemer. But they flattered him with their mouths. They lied to him with their tongues. They even sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters. Then he gave them into the hand of the nations so that those who hated them ruled over them. Yet he, being compassionate, atoned for their iniquity and did not destroy them. He restrained his anger often and did not stir up all his wrath. Nevertheless, he looked upon their distress when he heard their cry. For their sake he remembered his covenant and relented according to the abundance of his steadfast love. Then the Lord raised up judges who delivered them from the hands of those who plundered them. Yet Israel did not listen to their judges, for they played the harlot after other gods and bowed themselves down to them. Then all the Israel... Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. And they said to him, Now appoint a king for us to judge us like all the nations. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Listen to the voice of the people in regard to all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. Nevertheless, The people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel, and they said, No, but there shall be a king over us, that we also may be like the nations, that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. And the Lord said to Jeremiah in the days of Josiah the king, Have you seen what faithless Israel did? She went up on every high hill and under every green tree, and she was a harlot there. I thought, after she has done all these things, she will return to me, but she did not return. She polluted the land and committed adultery with stones and trees. For a spirit of harlotry has led them astray, and they have played the harlot, departing from their God. Their deeds will not allow them to return to their God. For a spirit of harlotry is within them, and they do not know the Lord. What then? Are we better than they? Not at all. For we have already charged that both Jews and Greeks are all under sin. As it is written, 
None is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke though I was their husband. But this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. They shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sins no more. Therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, It is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, and which you have profaned among them. The nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when through you I indicate my holiness before their eyes. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses, and from all your idols I will cleanse you. I will give you a new heart, and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh, and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and be careful to obey my rules. For I am the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. The law came so that the transgression would increase, but where sin is increased, grace abounded all the more, so that, as sin reigned in death, even so grace would reign through righteousness to eternal life, Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. 
and he shall save his people from their sins. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets, and in many portions, and in many ways, in these last days has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world, and is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature, and upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. But the light has come into the world, and men loved the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light, and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned, every one, to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people? And they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich man in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him, and he has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days, 
the will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous. And he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors, yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Why do you spend money for what is not bread, and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourself in abundance. He said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For our sake God made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. For God, who said, Light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself according to the kind intention of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son. And these whom he predestined, he also called. 
And these whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died, and he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who, for their sake, died and was raised. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. For Christ was slain and purchased for God with his blood men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. So love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. But do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. Jesus said, You will be hated by all because of my name. But it is the one who has endured to the end who will be saved. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a slave above his master. Do not fear those who kill the body but are unable to kill the soul. But rather, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. 
Therefore, everyone who confesses me before men, I will also confess him before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. For this reason I endure all things for the sake of those who are chosen, so that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus, and with it eternal glory. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will, re- will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So we exalt in hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we also exalt in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says to himself, My master is delayed and begins to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he does not know, and will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. 
Then John saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems. And he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood. And the name by which he is called is the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. They will make war on the Lamb, and the Lamb will conquer them, for he is the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, and those with him are called and chosen and faithful. And the devil was thrown into the lake of fire. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Then he saw a new heaven and a new earth, and he heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them, and they shall be his people. And God himself will be among them, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no longer be any death, there will no longer be any mourning, or crying, or pain. The first things have passed away. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write, for these words are faithful and true. Then he said, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without cost. He who overcomes will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory blameless with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. We thank you that we have been able to hear your word. Father, we understand clearly that we are in need of salvation. We have sinned. We have separated ourselves from you through disobedience and through sin. But you sent your Son to die on the cross in our place to take our punishment. 
And so, Father, because of this, we have forgiveness of sin. And because he also rose from the dead, we have eternal life. Father, we pray that your Spirit would continue to be at work, convicting the world of sin, righteousness, and coming judgment. And that everyone who has heard these words today would be convicted afresh. And that those who are not yet yours would be moved to repentance. Father, would you reap the harvest. Thank you for the Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please join us to sing Beneath the Cross of Jesus. Although we will not be serving communion on our online Good Friday service, we will still reflect upon the death of Christ and what it means to each of us this morning. After Jesus had been mocked, brutally whipped and beaten and tried, John chapter 19, verses 16 through 30, 
tells us this. Finally, Pilate handed him over to be crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus, carrying his cross. He went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. Here they crucified him, and with him two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. And many of the Jews read this sign, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and the sign was written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. The chief priests of the Jews protested to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but that this man claimed to be King of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. And when the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, dividing them into four shares, one for each of them, with the undergarments remaining. This garment was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. Let's not tear it, they said to one another. Let's decide by lot who will get it. This happened that the scriptures might be fulfilled, which said, They divided my garments among them, and they cast lots for my clothing. So this is what the soldiers did. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus saw his mother there, and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Dear woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, the disciple took her into his home. Later, knowing that all things now completed, and so that the scriptures would be filled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there. So they soaked the sponge in it, put a sponge on the stalk of of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. The scriptures also tell us, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 20 and 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God. Galatians chapter 3.13 says this, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. And then 1 John chapter 1 verse 10 tells us, If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word has no place in our lives. Close quote. We serve a God who is just and loving at the same time. God's justice demands fairness in retribution when the law is broken. Nothing is worse than when two people break the same law and one has to pay the consequences when the other one gets away with it. We call that one-sided, biased, prejudiced, or unfair. Or we would call it just unjust. So we love it when, when retribution is dealt out as long as it doesn't happen to you and I. The only problem is that when God 
is just. Everyone has to say, pay the same price for the broken law. We have all sinned in some way, no matter how small or how great it may be. The Bible tells us that if we hate our brother, it is as if we have killed him and that we have already committed murder. In other words, sin resides not in our actions alone, but within our hearts and within what we premeditate. So we don't even have to do the actions in order to be sinful. And at some time in our lives, we have all premeditated something that God has told us not to do. Thus, according to Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. None of us are left standing because we have all sinned and we need to face the judge who is God. However, God in love and mercy provided a way of escape by sending Jesus to pay for our sins. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, but God demonstrated his love towards us in while yet we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 20 or verse 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. When Jesus paid, when Jesus died to pay the price for our sin, in love God paid for our sins only because Jesus paid for them on the cross. And this day we celebrate the death of Christ for the simple reason is that he took the punishment that we deserve upon himself. And this way we become his righteousness. And without Christ doing for that, we would be lost in sin. God is just and he is a God of love. He provided a way by paying for the sin himself. And today we can have forgiveness when we embrace Christ and we ask him to forgive us when we believe on his name and we place him at the center of our lives. I trust that this Good Friday you will realize the price that Jesus paid and you will place him first in your life and surrender your life completely to him. Would you join us for our closing song today, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross? Oh, 
thank you for joining us today. I'd ask that you bow your heads with me as we close in prayer and then read the benedictions found in the scripture. Heavenly Father, we pause before you once again. We thank you that you sent your son into the world 2,000 years ago. We thank you, Jesus, that you came. And even though the price was so high, you gave yourself sacrificially for us. Help us to understand more about what it cost you, and then to realize that you have called us to yourself, and Lord, you want us to surrender ourselves completely to you. I pray that you'd give us that strength to follow you and to walk holy in your name. For this we pray, amen. Then in Mark chapter 10, verse 45, it says this, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mm-hmm.